0: Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective, we go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature, again listen at your own discretion, thank you and enjoy.
1: judah it is 7 30 a.m i will be driving to my job within an hour to get ready for another day of work even though i did an episode last night shared it this morning i woke up earlier than i would usually wake up i woke up at like 6 45 Got about three, three, I said three. Got about six hours of sleep, which is good for me. Got my nine to five later, but I'm back. With another episode, a morning edition, although I'm not sure when I'll be able to upload this, the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Now, I got two videos that I want to go over. Um, One video is by Memeable Data, Memeable Data, M-E-M-E-A-B-L-E, Data. And that video is called Why Men Get So Few Matches on Dating Apps. Then we got Manosphere Highlights Daily. Japanese women are similar to Western women, Under similar conditions, female nature is universal. All right. Now, I don't want to waste too much time. We're going to try to get through the videos in a reasonable time. And then I can talk my shit. I also have plans on doing something later on afternoon. Well, literally after the noon, probably one o'clock, maybe 1245 if I'm lucky. I don't remember, there was a couple of videos of mine, but I'll have to make a decision on what I'll talk about later on. There was the incident with, uh, there was an incident with Trump. I think Trump is um, ordered to appear front of court. Uh, I don't know if that's Florida or Georgia, one of those areas. I heard the bond was set at $200,000 for former President Donald Trump. We may get through that. I may wait a couple of days. You know, who knows? AM show. Why men get fewer matches than women on dating apps.
2: Memeable data. Let's get it. Two friends install a dating app and try their luck. The man tries to set up the perfect profile. A nice front picture, a group picture to make it seem like it. Of
1: course, this faggot phone loves to fuck up. So I got to boot this back up and I'm going to bring it back to the beginning. That's what I'll do. Piece of shit.
2: All right, let's get it. Two friends install a dating app and try their luck. The man tries to set up the perfect profile. A nice front picture, a group picture to make it seem like he has friends, a picture in Paris to make it seem like he's cultured, and a picture climbing mountains to make it seem like he's adventurous. After some hard work, the profile is ready. The woman doesn't feel safe sharing a lot of personal information, so she chooses the first picture she can find and she's ready to go. start swiping and hope for the best at the end of the day when the woman checks her phone excuse me
1: did y'all pay attention to the detail of what he was saying this goes back to the burden of performance versus the burden of appearance the man when the man sets up the dating profile he already knows what women want. Okay, I need pictures with friends. All right, it looks like I have a good group of solid friends. I need to be doing something adventurous. I need to do all these things. I got to put all these pictures up. The woman only puts up one picture, one to three pictures. That's it.
2: Think about it. Her light counter is full. Practically every profile she likes is an instant match. Soon, she's overwhelmed by the amount of matches and messages on in her inbox. For the man, it's a different story. So far, he has only received a couple of likes and has zero matches. He becomes frustrated with the app and starts questioning his self-image. He puts so much effort into setting up a nice profile, after all. Why can't he get any matches? To answer that question, we need to understand the numbers behind dating apps. I made a simulation of a dating app with 1000 dummies to try to understand why men get so few matches. Dating apps can paint a distorted picture of what the real dating world is like. Some studies indicate that dating apps can have a negative impact on self-esteem with a stronger effect on men.
1: And women. what is the real dating scene when everything that involves dating now involves a computer? What is the real dating scene when everything that is accessible is accessible through a smartphone or an iPhone? What is, and look, how many times do I gotta say this, man? Come on now. Modern dating is modern day Darwinism. Modern dating is modern Darwinism.
2: And often I have to find strategies to deal with intrusive behavior from men in these apps. It's hard to understand exactly what's going on inside these apps because there's very little data available. However, we can make educated guesses based on the little information we have. I'll start with an ideal, unrealistic scenario, and we'll see how quickly things change when I start adding real-life variables. A side note, we're talking about dating with opposite genders. Same gender dating in dating apps has very different dynamics, and is out of scope for this video. Since we're trying to make an ideal scenario, let's assume we have the same amount of men and women using the app. Let's also assume that everyone sees 100 profiles per day, and that every profile well, let's just be honest. I
1: think, on average, thirty-three. I think something like thirty-three percent of people that use online dating apps are the women. So now you got thirty-three percent of women, and over fifty
2: percent of guys. Let that sink in. That's treated equally by the algorithm. I'm going to assume that users like one out of four profiles they see. This means every user has a probability of 25% of being liked every time their profile is shown. Some of these parameters aren't realistic, but that's okay. We're gonna start like this and make it more realistic as we go. So, how many likes and matches will everyone get at the end of the day? Let's run the simulation. Okay, not too bad. On average, both women and men get 25 likes in six matches per day. So, why does this look different from real dating apps? Let's start with reason number one. There are more male than female users. I was able to find user gender data for Tinder and Bumble, two of the most popular dating apps in the world. In both apps, there were significantly more men using the app than women. In our simulation, I'm going to keep it simple and assume we have two men for every woman, a ratio somewhere between Tinder's and Bumble's. I ran the simulation again and the differences were big. I'm gonna give you a chance to pause the video in case you wanna to try to guess how many likes and matches.
1: I'm about to say, nothing that's being viewed is something that I can see. This is the audio form. So, bear
2: with me. Users what We now start to see the first signs of a gender imbalance in the results. Because there are two men for every woman, the number of likes received by the women doubled and the number of likes received by the men halved. And when we look at the number of matches, something interesting happens. Women received an average of 50 likes. Since they like one out of four profiles, you would expect them to get an average of 12 or 13 matches. However, they only get six. That's because now there are so many male users that women don't even get a chance to see half of the users that liked them. They only see 100 profiles per day and there's just too many men in the queue. At this point, it makes sense that women start to feel a bit overwhelmed by the amount of likes they receive. Because they often encounter intrusive behavior from men, that also makes them think carefully about who they give likes to. (laughs) Men, on the other hand, are starting to get a bit desperate. Because they don't get a lot of likes, they know they can't be too picky and start giving likes more generously to improve their chances of getting matches. Which leads us to reason number two. Men give more likes than women. According to this New York Times article from 2014, men are nearly three times as likely to like a profile than women on Tinder. So let's use those numbers. I'm updating the simulations that women and men give likes in 14 and 46% of cases respectively. So how do you think this is going to change the results? Now the gender imbalance increases even further. Women get an average of 92 likes, whereas men only get seven. And because men like 46% of the users...
1: Yo. Look man, for women that talk about they they're at a they're at a disadvantage, that's the biggest pile of horse shit ever. Women are not at a disadvantage. 92 likes that women would get compared to only 7. <clears throat> Keep in mind, he hasn't talked about physical appearances of these women. He didn't even get into the age groups of these women, which is very important, by the way. Very important to get into the age bracket of women and where women stand compared to men. With women, yes, it is visual, but the desperation, as he mentioned, is so high that above average men will give under average women the likes just just to have something
2: that's rough the, these seven likes result on an average of 3.2 matches women get twice as many an average of 6.4 matches per day wow but things can get even more complicated for the average male user Attractiveness is subjective, but the reality is that some profiles will be considered attractive by more users than others. Which brings us to reason number three. A small share of the users get a big share of the likes. In a Q&A post from 2017 on Hinge's official website, one of the engineers behind the dating app shares some data about this imbalance. He mentioned that certain people get exponentially more attention than others. He reported that about half the likes from men were given to about 25% of women, and half the likes from women were given to only 15% of men.
1: This means that... Sounds, sounds pretty accurate. Sounds like the 80-20 rule, if you ask me, just simplified in online dating. Um, for those that don't know the 80-20 rule, let me quickly, briefly explain. It said that <clears throat> 80% of women... Or it can be flipped in reverse, but I believe more so that 80% of women are only attracted to 10 to 20% guys or 80 to 90% of women are only attracted to 10 to 20% to make it an even 100. It is also said that the 80% of guys who are left over out of the twenty 10 to 20% men are considered unattractive. Uh, unattractive undateable and this was a study oh this this was a uh this was a study all women based on what they see as attractive and unattractive out of a selective group of men they were only selecting the 10 to 20 percent guys so on dating apps a guy will know if he falls in that category right away. He'll know right away because the level of attention that he gets, it would be looked at as a fantasy to an average man or a man below average. He wouldn't imagine going onto a dating app and having, you know, 10 to 15 matches within 24 hours of creating the dating app or creating the dating profile. Women who, Oddly enough, <clears throat> most women are essentially average to begin with. One of the advantages, her advantage is her burden, her advantage. Of course, the burden of appearance, her looks is her advantage. Even a woman <clears throat> and, and, and it's funny, they didn't mention anything about looks, but even a women who are below average they will be seeked after by average or even above average men due to sort of this very lopsided demographic within dating apps like I said before I think there was a video that said on average only 33 I think 33 to 43 percent of the female demographic has its presence on a dating app. So you only you're going on a app, <clears throat> it's like going to a party. You're going to a party to meet a woman. Are you going to a party to, to find a woman, not meet a woman. But you want to meet the woman you're finding at the party. But the party the party got 75% guys. And then the pickings are slim for the 25% of women that show up because some of them women are already in a relationship. Some of them women are already meeting other guys at the party. So it's the same analogy that can be used on a dating app. You got a lot of these women and men who are still on hookup apps, dating apps, and they're in relationships. Some of them are even married. So
2: interesting especially with men, there's a small segment of users that get a large slice of the total likes. Let's try to include that in our simulation. I'm giving every user a score from zero to 100% that determines how attractive they are perceived by other users. Until now, attractiveness has had no impact on the probability of getting likes. That means that every time a profile was shown, the probability of that profile being liked was 46 and 14% for women and men respectively, regardless of their perceived attractiveness. I'm now looking for new distributions such that the top users get exponentially more likes, but while making sure the average like percentages stay the same. I went for the simplest formulas I could come up with, and you can find my assumptions on the screen in case you're interested. Basically, I assume that users with an attractiveness score of 0 have 0% chance of getting likes, and users with an attractiveness score of 100 have 100% chance of receiving a like. This is admittedly an oversimplification, but since I couldn't find any real data, I'm trying to keep it as simple as I can. With these curves, 50% of the likes given by men go to the top 27% of women, and 50% of the likes given by women go to the top 10% of men, which is quite close to the numbers reported by Hinge. So, this should be reasonably accurate. Let's run our final simulation. You can try to guess the results now. I don't know, nigga. Shoulda went through it. This was a bit of a trick question. The numbers stay the same. The difference is now the distribution is skewed by the top users who get most of the likes. That means that the averages no longer describe the experience of the average user. So let's- And don't forget, <clears throat> don't
1: forget the many tactics that these dating apps have. Memberships, oh, you got the gold membership. Um, let's say everybody who's using an app, they're by default, um, bronze. They're on the bronze level membership, which is just free membership. But if you pay $10 a month, you become silver member, meaning that your profile will be viewed by more people and it will be pushed out there. For women to find and rate. But if you pay $20 a month, you now get the gold pass and the gold membership with the gold pass. You can view people's profile before they're even connected to you or know about you. Shit like that. Like, they use those techniques. And the guys who are just... You gotta think, this is almost a mind fuck to men. Because all they're trying to do is find a woman. They're not trying to go through all of the bullshit. So in their minds, paying just $25 a month would be more pragmatic than problematic. But then... It's a harsh reality. It's a reality check for guys who view themselves a certain way, but they don't know the reaction that they'll get from women. You see what I mean? And then our society and human interaction is almost like a thing of the past. Everything's video chat or worse. Everything's a fucking uh, Facebook conversation. So now you got and, and, and what I'm referring to is like the younger audience, the younger, the younger demographic coming up. They're going to lack communication skills. They're going to lack social skills because, number one, the whole lockdown cough, cough situation. People were out of school for like a year and a half. So you any form of communication is gone. They replaced that with phones. They replaced that with Facebook. They replaced that with Zoom meetings. They replaced it with electronics, and like I said before, a while back actually, when I used to do uh, PSAs with Jersey Judah, I talked about how we are all pretty much in this virtual reality uh, uh, stage, where even like the meta universe and sort of this idea of being able to view places from the comfortability of your own home and not having to leave the house to experience fun, but it's all based on computers. The AI, the artificially intelligent girlfriends that these men are literally proposing to, they don't exist. But for the man, that's all he needs for the moment. Um, A lot of content creators, they bring up sex dolls. Well, if sex well, not even sex dolls, they bring up sex bots, sex robots, uh, sex androids, um, you know, whatever. And once that's in production, a lot of men will talk about how women will become obsolete. I don't find that to be true. And even if that was true, that would only um, that would only showcase the desperation of men and how low a man's willing to go to get a nut off, you know. But, you know, the the dating apps are sort of that extension and it is like another it's an even deeper. It's an even deeper rabbit hole within social media, connected to social media, connected to the things that we would used to use. Like I'm a millennial, so I'm a millennial. So when I was coming up, there was Facebook probably had just came out before Facebook. It was um, America Online Instant Messenger, also known as AIM. Kick wasn't out yet. Um, YouTube didn't come out until later on during that time of me growing up. So everything I was able to sort of witness technology evolve. Right. Like growing up, um, I remember seeing the Nokia phones, the Nokia brick phones, and I remember getting my first tattoo when I was sixteen. I think I was I, I was I was getting my first tattoo, and I was on a Nokia brick phone playing Skydiver. For people that don't who never heard of skydiver, you missing out. I grew up playing um Nintendo 64. Like that was my first game system. My older brothers, I think my older brother had the Sega. My oldest brother had the Nintendo and then as things progressed <clears throat> My older brother stopped playing video games. My oldest brother bought the PlayStation. And then he bought the PlayStation 2. And then I eventually had the PlayStation 2, but then I had the GameCube for a while. I'm saying all this to tell y'all that as I gotten older, and I think it's like for most people, if you really think about it, you notice how technology slowly sometimes rapidly evolved to where now you know even the technology in video games everything is just straight up realism and even the games that are supposed to be sort of cartoony and have that sort of cartoon feel to it the graphics and the technology makes everything more realistic look at our look at our televisions This is another good example. I was growing up and I heard about, um, what did they call it? The LED screens and the fucking plasma screens were still a thing when I was coming up. The the clear, the clear TVs were actually the big TVs. It looked, it looked nice in the front, but in the back, it was like a fucking, um, it was like, it was like a computer monitor. That's how like an old 80s slash 90s computer monitor. That's the size of what a crisp uh, television would be right now. Everything is damn near HD. Everything's 4k. There is a TV. I saw I think it was a Samsung. This bitch was eight. This shit was 8k. Not four K, eight K. You can look at the shit, and, and, and everything looked absolutely realistic. Like if you if, if it was like a beach, on that on that television screen, you would you would you would have saw a shark. That's how clear the televisions are today, and they're even smaller and lighter. Like even my TV, my TV is like a Roku. I wanted to get a bigger, I wanted to get like a I wanted to get like a 70. If I was thinking properly, I would have bought a 70 inch, but I, I wasn't thinking. And plus all the other the, the rest of the money that I have left I have to get an oil change, get my tires put on, whole bunch of stupid shit. But the TV that I had that that I have now, it's like I think it's like 45, 45 inches. I can carry it with one hand. Right? Like that's how light these TVs are. And the capability of them is, you know, out of this world. But our technology almost advanced beyond us, beyond our control. So now it's like when I'm growing up and I'm hearing family members talk about, oh, I don't know about that shit. Or, you know, they kind of they reach a point to where, like I've said, technology sort of outgrows human. That's that's kind of the it's like if you think about it, it's like a plot to like iRobot and shit, like where technology rises against human beings. Right. And if you think about the surveillance system and, you know, everything like that, there is truth to it. I also feel that there's this. Voyeur, voyeurism, voyeurism and sort of this invasive everyone's invading each other's spaces because everybody puts their personal business out there on social media so we kind of allow ourselves to be sort of outdone by technology and dating apps
2: definitely is of no exception and a new metric the median In other words, how many likes and matches does the average user get? And now we can see the average male user only receives one like and zero matches. If you look at the average number of likes for different attractiveness scores, we see that the top 10% of male users get 37 likes on average, whereas the average users get somewhere between zero and one like. And if you look at the average number of matches, something interesting happens. The top 10% of men actually get more matches than the top 10% of women. They get fewer likes, but because they're less selective than women, they actually manage to get more matches. I wonder if this also happens in real life. As I tried to make my simulation more realistic, the number of likes received by the average man went down from 25 to 12 to 7 to 1. Once again, this was just my attempt to simulate a dating app based on the little information that I could find. It may or may not describe your experience with dating apps. For example, I couldn't find data for the number of profiles users see every day, so I just assumed it was 100. And I didn't include factors like different cultures and demographics, and the impact of premium subscriptions that give advantages to paying users. Nonetheless, the simulation helped me understand what's probably happening inside these dating apps. So, what are the key takeaways here? This video is by no means making an argument against the use of dating apps. Meeting online has become the most popular way US couples connect. So. Dating apps do work and many relationships were made possible thanks to them.
1: So with all that information and jargon that he was saying, which was all pretty much theory, it was all based on research that he came up with that he could he could manipulate because he was only making an example. (coughs) Just to say that online apps do work and it is successful with certain people. All right. Number one, you have to understand, and I'm and I'm a school, I'm a school, this individual, you have to understand how dating apps work when it comes to revenue. When a person has a successful relationship from dating apps, the dating app is not successful. Here's an example. Apps like Henge will be more successful and apps like Tender will be more successful then match, even though I think match has something to do with um, one of them apps, Hinge I think, but our Christian Mingle or shit like that, they'll always be successful. You know why? Because their apps, like Henge, I think is an app that's meant to be deleted. I think that's one of the, the mottos where, you know, you're supposed to use it, find someone, then delete the app. And then if things go bad, you go back on the app. That's like their whole thing. And it works. And I don't mean the app itself works. I mean the motto for it works because that's how dating apps realistically are. They don't necessarily want you to find love and find relationships right away, they don't want everybody to find relationships because they'll be no longer using the app. So, no, dating apps usually do not work for the average man. The average woman, yes, is dating apps successful for her. It's subjective because these bitches can get constant attention for men, but are they able to be with men outside of just sleeping with men? That really defines if a woman's successful on online dating or not. She's going to get the attention regardless because in most spaces where They're only 33 to 35 percent of the demographic on the dating apps. They're going to be seeked out after twice as much. The men are the ones who are subsidized and who are easily deplorable to a lot of modern women. Oh, if he don't make enough. You know, or if he if it if it if it breaks down the physical, that's just the way the world works. Men have to understand that. Right. When you get into the physical attraction. Oh, it's it's like needles and pens. And and in a way that you as a man and this is just realistic towards men in general, unless they're the guys who are really like making serious bank and really having their own shit going. Guys are going to be the ones who will sleep down, they won't settle down. This is the thing that women don't understand. A man, a man will sleep down. But a man will not settle down. And what I mean is a successful man today has slept down in the past. He has slept with a woman of substantially lesser value just for the nut. The women are the ones that get the ego boost because they think that these guys who are just. The, the league analogy doesn't even make sense. They're not even on the same playing field. You know what I'm saying? It's fucking apples and pumpkins at this point, right? But the reality of it is, and by the way, is pumpkin is pumpkin a fruit or a vegetable? I'm high. let's find out. That's a good question. What is is pumpkin fruit
3: or vegetable?? Fruit, according to Agrilife today, Texas A&M
4: University, a pumpkin is, in fact, a fruit. According to expert Joe Misadny, Ph.D., Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service vegetable specialist in Dallas, scientifically speaking, a pumpkin is a fruit simply because anything that starts from a flower is botanically a fruit.
1: Damn. So is marijuana a fruit? Because they call it, they do call, they do call marijuana flower. Yo, I'm fucking bugging. Yo, that's crazy. A pumpkin is a fruit, people. I know you guys probably know this already. I'm black and I'm slow. This shit is new to me. Damn. Talk about a high question. Did you also know? And this is this is this is this is mind blowing shit. So like and this is morning shit. I'm too high for this. A zucchini is also a fruit. An eggplant people, an eggplant, a moulignon, a moulignon, an eggplant is also considered a fruit. What the fuck, dog? Butternut squash, a fruit. What the fuck? What the fuck, bro? What in the fuck? That's crazy, dog. That's fucking incredible. High facts for you, man. So a pumpkin is a fruit. A zucchini is also a fruit. And an eggplant is a fruit. You learn something new every day, man. What the? We're going to move on. <laughs> that's fucking crazy, though. That's 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 different. We're going to move on. 40 minutes on this episode. We're probably going to push this shit to, like, At least an hour and 20, possibly an hour and 30. I got to get ready to pull out, pause, um, and I don't know, 15 minutes. But I'm going to still have this recording while doing uh, my usual journey onto work, onto my job. Another day, another dollar. We got Manosphere Highlights Daily with the next video on this episode here, this morning episode, the official morning episode. I did something last night for this morning, shared it when I woke up at like, I don't know, I don't even remember what time I woke up at this point. Oh, 6.30. Woke up 6.30, shared the motherfucker episode decided well shit it's early enough I can just record so that's what I'm gonna be doing recording right about now I'm gonna have this or attempt to have this uploaded at least by 10 this morning but if you guys get it earlier you know that would be cool too or probably at the latest 11 But uh, apparently Japanese women are similar to Western women. There is no difference at this point. Um, You get into different cultures. You go into the Philippines. Shout out to the Philippines. Y'all know I got I got six, I think. It went down. I don't know what what I did wrong, but it went down to six percent. Six percent of my audience is out there in the Philippines. So you go out to the Philippines and places like that, you'll find more cultured women outside of the West, meaning they look at they look at a lot of shit that Western women do and they just don't understand it. They don't they don't get the concept behind it. And the whole strong and independent thing, it's another concept that they just don't know about and don't really care for. More women out here in the West, that includes the UK, that includes Australia. Um, These broads are on another fucking planet, okay? That's just, that's just, that's just the stone cold truth. There's no other way to put it, okay? But Japanese women, I mean, to each his own. I I'd say more uh, Filipina, more Filipino women, more um, Taiwanese women, more more even more Chinese women, Japanese. Eh, that's an acquired taste, right? And I'm not dissing. I'm just saying that's an acquired taste. A lot of the uh, the whites like the Japanese women, all right? <laughs> I don't know why I say it like that. Japanese. <laughs> um I'ma play this video, go in the house, make some iced coffee before I fucking leave. So uh enjoy alright
5: your son son. Give me some of that Japanese dating foolish Japanese According <laughs> to a famous Dating app company 20
1: Nope, nope, nope I can't I, I'll be right back I gotta play music Cause I wanna hear that again Yeah, I wanna hear that So I'm gonna play some music quickly I'm not gonna be long I'm Just gonna grab some iced coffee BRB Okay, all right. Had to grab some uh, iced coffee. You guys know I um I fuck with the Starbucks iced coffee shit. Very fancy. You know, at your at your local store, whatever fucking store it is, look for it. Now I got. Also got some uh, Snickers coffee creamer. Pause. It's strong. It's tasty. It's about eight fifteen a.m. <clears throat> Speaking of the time, let me set my uh, let me set my phone up here to this windshield while my phone is technically still charging, okay? Got everything coupe aesthetic there. Everything's plugged in here. Cause I wanted to get back to to the Japanese, man. I was gonna let it play and just go in the house real quick. But I was like, nah, nah, we
5: gotta go through this. 4.3% 4.3% of dating app users Dated are up. in their 20s, 20.4% <laughs> 20. 20. are in their 30s, and 30. 31.7% are in their 40s. However, zero people actually found a partner on a dating app. Partner. So meisho san why can't you find anyone on a dating app if you don't know why? <laughs> You should look in a mirror. Yikes. Cancer. Fuck you.
1: Yikes. What
5: the? What the?
1: What the? I got to bring that back. Lethal. Deadly. <laughs> what the? I can't, dude. I <laughs> bring that back. <laughs> what the fuck?
2: Two friends install a dating app.
1: Oh, no, 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 no. Here we go.
5: Jennifer, are you there? At your service, sir. Give me some of that Japanese dating say According to a famous dating app company, 24.3% of dating app users are in their 20s. 20.4% are in their 30s, and 31.7% are in their 40s. However, zero people actually found a partner (laughs) on a dating app. So, Mr. san why can't you find anyone on a dating app, if you don't know why? Look in the mirror. You should look in a mirror. Look in a mirror. Fuck you. Aye, aye,
0: aye. Spicy. Spicy. Welcome to Manosphere Highlights Daily. Shout out to Patreon supporter, Mr. Anonymous. This is his message. I love your content. I have been following on YouTube for a while. It is about time I forked over some cash. I wanted to share a video with you guys of one of the Japanese creators I follow. It proves some things are indeed universal. Enjoy. Also, Spicy. if you do cover it, I prefer to be anonymous. Thank you, Mr. Anonymous. Anonymous it is. Patreon gang, salute! <laughs> this video is from the <laughs> Japanese comedian Mashida channel. This channel introduces <coughs> Japanese culture in a funny way. Japanese. In this video, they dive into the question why marriage activities doesn't increase the marriage rate. While Japanese culture may differ from North American and European cultures, the essence of human nature remains universal.
1: I think, and this this may be an unpopular opinion for some people, I, I actually believe that the following of America is universal. Meaning, even cultures that we know nothing about, they know everything about us in return. They know everything about us. We know little about them. They know about Elvis. They know about Michael Jackson. They know about Michael Jordan. They know about Tiger Woods. They know about uh, Rocky Balboa. They know about fucking, um, uh, they know about everything, right? They know about American culture. And I think because of that, it's gotten to a point where not just the influence of one's country, but also the influence of the people within it. So now the women, I gotta move my fucking work badge out of the fucking windshield. Keeps banging against this fucking, keeps banging against my windshield and my phone is set up right next to it. But anyway. Yeah, America at this point is like a high-level influence, superpower. Um, These fucking idiots. America, America to most people in culture, it's a superpower. It's a high-level influence. It's something that's It's something that's known within other countries, right? This just America or this sort of false representation or false reality on what they think America is. Or it's how we would view other countries, how we would view other cultures. I don't think it's... I don't think it's as complicated as people make it. <clears throat> I do believe that certain individuals understand, I mean, like like even with Japanese women, right? If you're looking into to Asia, I mean, Japanese and Chinese would be the closest thing. Well, Japanese in itself is the closest thing to America and Asia. That's reality number one. Um, the technology, the influence. how um, you, you wanna mention Sony? You know, all these things can be incorporated into the conversation.
0: I'm gonna highlight chapters two and three of this interesting video. You'll find the link to the full video in the description below. I encourage you to watch the video. There's a balance of humor and candid truth. Now it's time for us to get into this and do what we gotta do. Because we many, we, we many, we,
5: It has been said that men's preference in women to marry is youth and appearance oriented. And women's preference in men to marry is annual income and educational background oriented. However, as women entered the workforce and began to earn more money, dating apps became more popular. And women were able to also choose a partner based on appearance. The percentage of women who say, I don't want an ugly guy or an old man, even if he has money, is increasing rapidly. So,
4: in essence, there is now any money for rich and handsome men. I'm sorry, ken Even if you become rich, your chances of getting married are zero. I guess that means
5: you have no choice. Mister, san you too, you've been lying about your annual income or dating apps, but you haven't matched with anyone. Have you? Women are also becoming more appearance oriented. In their cri cri uh, cri Criteria. 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 Criteria.
0: (laughs) These guys are hilarious. But so far the information is consistent, right? Men in general. Tend to be naturally attracted to youth because of its connection to fertility and beauty, which indicates strong genetic traits. On the other hand, women tend to be naturally attracted to resources and social status. That's why women often link money and higher education
5: with access to resources that are essential. Women are also becoming more appearance oriented in their criteria for selecting men and nowadays more men don't have high incomes and more women can support themselves so more women are willing to overlook salary if someone is attractive it is said that appearance will be more important for both men and women in marriage activity in the future it doesn't matter where you
0: are in the world the outcomes remain consistent once women join the workforce and don't have to rely solely on men for their survival, dating apps and social media are naturally becoming an integrated part of daily interactions. Women tend to date not only men with the same or higher income, but also men who are the best looking. This includes fat and ugly
5: women. Check this out. According to a survey by famous Japanese magazine, women can now meet as many good looking men as they want on dating apps. Why is that? Because the percentage of women who are matched with good looking men for the purpose of a physical relationship is increased. He said the, he said, (laughs) the percentage.
1: I think he's saying the participation. This nigga's is burnt, man.
5: Even women who are about this the thing is burnt. 50th, most popular among 100 women of the same age can easily be matched with the top 30% of men. So they can easily find a good looking man. That's why it is so easy for even the 50th most popular women to be matched with the top 30% of men. I see, so even
4: if it is just a one night stand for a good looking popular guy, the women who have slept with such a guy will mistakenly think, I dated a guy of that caliber, so I should be able to marry a guy of that caliber. Bingo, what did I mention in the last video?
1: It's the women who are on the dating apps who will get who will get piped down, they'll get piped down by what they would consider to be high level, but they wouldn't be treated as high level. That's the reality of it. They're not, they're not treated, they're not treated the same way or they're not looked at remotely in the same fashion that I think most women, they'll get that attention sexually from a variety of men, but they mistake the sexual attention for actual attraction.
5: That's right. So these women become more and more dreaming of men's looks, which raises the bar for choosing a man in marriage activity by
4: dating good looking men for fun or apps. Women start to misunderstand their own attractiveness and look down on the not as attractive men who are about their own level. This is pure gold.
0: Chad and Tyrone don't discriminate. They smash the whole scale from one to 10. These men enter into physical relationships with these women. They just but they do not commit to marrying them. This can have a lasting emotional impact.
4: might be painful, especially if you f*** someone that was a 10 for you.
5: You f*** someone that's a 10 for
4: you, and they ghost you, you are now in your freaking primal attachment system, got
3: activated. Never f a 10. <laughs> Don't even try to go out with someone. If someone is an instant 10 to you, that is freaking flag. <laughs> primal attachment. Survival
4: instinct, attachment. You are setting yourself up for a lot of freaking... So...
1: This this bitch, this bitch allegedly fucked a ten. She this is this is what she's trying to convey to you. She's fucked a ten, and you should. Does this sound let me ask you guys a question? The men, gentlemen, fellas. dogs hooligans right does this bitch sound like somebody who have fucked a 10 think about it ask yourself that question is it possible i don't think it is i'm going to just tell you that straight up i don't think that's a possibility at all it's like it's like 8:30 i'm already at the job but I do got 15 minutes to go before I clock in. And when I clock in, I lock in, all right? When you clock in, you lock in. Whatever needs to be done will be done in a organized fashion. I'm hoping it rains today, but it looks like the sun's gonna pop out eventually, which kinda sucks. This morning seemed very cloudy. I was hoping for a little rain or two, but uh, there's a few things that I still got to do here within the outside area. But let's get back into this video because this shit is uh, this shit is interesting. This these these niggas uh, these Japanese niggas is cutting up.
4: Hey. Someone has an instant ten, and you f- them, and it goes well. You are, you are like in drug territory. Looking back on this, every time I cried over a guy, you now he was a f- ten to me. He was either really good looking, or I liked something about his story.
0: She's the perfect example. You guys always give her hell in the comment section, calling her Grim Reaper, Skeletor, and all kinds of versions of how she hit the wall.
1: Yeah, I'm done, bro. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's enough. That's enough. Is this supposed to be what it is today, where there's just nobody here? I know I saw the secretary, but I'm just paying attention to my environment at the moment.
0: She has the most ridiculous delusions when it comes to the man she wants because she had physical relationships with this man. Like I said before, Chad and Tyrone don't discriminate. Chad and Tyrone. <laughs> There's an infinite supply of women crying in cars and they're all crying over the same dudes. Shambology. Same thing happens in Japan. Women often consider around 80% of men to be unattractive. All over the world, most people look
4: average and typical. So, in short, the marriage rate in Japan, Japan. is decreasing in Japan. due to the good-looking rich men Japan. who are popular with women. That's right. Japan. I want you to think about why these men are handsome and popular. Handsome. It is because there are non-good-looking men Not who looking men look good in comparison. The good-looking guys who good-looking. are popular should be thankful to you. can they are able to be popular because there are so many moneyless, non-good-looking, old men old like man. you in Japan. Mister, san shut the
5: fuck up!
0: Man, that's where we work in. Protect yourself at all times. This video has officially been
3: highlighted. All
1: right. So just like that, we went through both videos. This gives me about 10 minutes to talk my shit before going in, punching in, and beginning another day, another dollar routine. I do not, and I repeat, I do not plan on doing nothing tonight. So the episode that I do right now, which is already close to an hour and 10 minutes, and the episode that I do in the afternoon, which will most likely be about an hour, will be my schedule for the rest of the week. Today's already Tuesday, so... Wednesday and Thursday, I'm planning the same type of operation. But we're going to see. We're going to see how uh, things go today. But uh, I know for a fact already doing an hour, now an hour and eight minute episode in the morning was a good idea. And I believe that what I did yesterday, the episode I did yesterday, it was a good episode, but. Now knowing that I can do an hour in the morning, as long as I sleep at a certain time, pretty much if I sleep before midnight, if I wake up at 6.30, I'm gonna be well awake. So, and not having to worry about going to work until nine is a lot better than 7 a.m. So I can pretty much have an early day, where I sleep at, you know, 10.30, 11.30, wake up at 5.30, 6.30, prepare something, start an episode, um, have my usual uh, car ride to the job, and, you know, keep it where it's at, at the moment. You know, when the weekend comes up or when Friday comes up, it's a free format, anything goes even Thursday night, because I don't work Friday, I'll most likely do something, you know, late night. But for right now, I have to take a leak. I have to take a piss. And there's really nothing else that I can really say about the video and the subject because I've already talked about how a lot of Japanese women or just a lot of Eastern women are becoming more cultured by sort of Western civilization or the influence of Western civilization. But as I always say in the meantime and in between time and until next time, which will be what? Uh, 930 1030 1130 1230 in the next four and a half hours Jersey Judah with another episode another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, the official AM episode, signing out. Peace.